This episode of Roadie Radio is brought to you by your local library's Library of Things. Did you know that your library has more than just books and movies? Libraries across Rhode Island lend out all sorts of unconventional items. You can borrow fishing gear, ukuleles, tools, games and puzzles, telescopes, and more. Whether you want to try a new hobby or keep the kids occupied, Ocean State Libraries have what you need. Contact your local library to find out what's in their library of things. You're listening to Rhodey Radio, Rhode Island Library Radio Online. I'm your host, Lauren Walker, from the Rhodey Radio crew and Coventry Public Library. And for this special Valentine's Day episode, I'm here with Deborah LaRue, a matchmaker based out of Barrington, Rhode Island. Hi, Deborah. Thanks for joining me today. Good morning, Lauren. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. Thank you. Um, I think we should start off with the basics. Um, Why don't you tell us how and why did you become a matchmaker? Oh, that's a great question, Lauren. Well, when I was 47 years old, I met the love of my life. And so I decided, you know what? I want other people to feel the way I do. I want them to have hope and feel like they can find love late in life. So I left a very good position I had in academia. And I joined a company in Rhode Island and fell in love with being a matchmaker because I'm a consummate romantic. Oh, that's a great story. Um, So what is the matchmaking process exactly? Okay, so there are various parts of the matchmaking process. The first thing that a potential client has to do is make a decision that they definitely want to move forward in their life and find someone serious. They can either call me or they can go on my website. And when they do that, I will be reaching out to them and essentially pre-screening them, talking to them how old they are, what they do for a living, what their uh, goals are with their relationship. I work primarily with uh, clients that are serious about relationships. This is not casual dating. This is for someone that for the most part has been divorced or widowed and really doesn't know what to do or where to go to, um, to start over again. So mostly people who have previously been in relationships and are, um, or is that just the nature of like working with mature singles that most of them have? Yes. In fact, most of my clients have been in long-term serious monogamous relationships. I just enrolled, for example, a gentleman, he's 55. His wife passed away four years ago. Uh, He has an 11-year-old child. He does not want to do online dating because of safety concerns. Sure. And in addition to that, let's be honest, it's very labor intensive. You have to look for that golden thread among the needles. So I vet for him. So he came to me because he doesn't have a lot of time and he's looking to move forward in his life. I have other clients. My goodness, I have one woman. She was married 50 years. Wow. And her husband passed away. And she does not even know where to begin to find love. So primarily, I do work with, uh, as you said, mature singles that really want to move forward and find love in their life again. That's great. That's great that they have you to do that. Um, So is it like, 
your client, you basically match up clients with other clients. Is that how it works? Like someone well, reaches com- out to you? A combination. I do extensive uh, marketing throughout Rhode Island through print media, as well as radio. And I have a strong referral base now. I've been in Barrington, uh, believe it or not, today is my third anniversary of being in Barrington. Oh, congrats. So it's kind of interesting <laughs> that we're talking today. Yeah. <laughs> so I cast a really wide net all over Rhode Island as well as southeastern uh, Massachusetts. And so I have people calling me, sending me emails, going on my uh, website, getting referrals. I have some clients that Google me. And so every single day I'm seeing new potential clients. Oh, that's great. Um, So what is a typical day in the life of a matchmaker? Well, first of all, I don't know where the days go. And what I love (laughs) is that no two days are the same. So when I come in, I invariably have telephone calls or emails that I try to respond to as quickly as possible. Then I have um, consultations set up. Everyone comes in by appointment only. They're already pre-screened. And I see clients between 60 and 90 minutes. So part of my day is uh, spent interviewing new clients because once you're a client, I'm always looking for uh, someone for you to date. And then the rest of my day, I work with my staff in the actual matchmaking process. Okay. So it's a quick day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you have any favorite success stories? Oh my goodness, Lauren, I have so many. Um, Let me just touch on maybe three. How does that sound? Sure. Okay, so one couple, um, Sandy and Liz, and Sandy's a gentleman. Well, Sandy um, was quite wealthy, and he came in, and I told him, I want a woman to fall in love with you because of who you are, not because of your uh, background with finances. Mm -hmm. And he said, yes, I agree. He had a very expensive sports car. And so I told him, do not bring that sports car to your date. <laughs> he had a truck in this expensive, well over $100,000 sports car. I said, don't bring the sports car. So he picked, uh, when he started dating her, they uh, went out in his truck. It was, he always made sure it was clean. It was wonderful. And then one day, like two months later, he called me. He said, Deborah, I want to take my sports car. I want to take her out. I'm, I'm really falling in love with her. I want to have this really romantic, amazing evening. Do I have your permission to take my sports car? I said, yes, you do. So when he ever pulled up in front of her house with this sports car, she almost uh, fell over. She's like, whose car is this? He said, mine. It's like Joe Millionaire. <laughs> right. <that> show. <laughs> but the, right, exactly. Yeah. But she had already uh, started to fall in love with him. She cared about him. He cared about her. And so that was, became, the car became a mute point. Uh, the end of the story is they're happily married. Oh, that's yeah. great. So, so again, I do uh, provide ongoing relationship coaching with all of my clients, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, just this morning, I was talking to a client about how he should dress uh, when he goes out Saturday night. So okay. I do give uh, relationship tips and dressing tips. Another couple, um, which is very interesting, she had been out um, on several dates and uh, she was like, oh, I'm, I'm really lonely. I really want to find someone. I go, I understand. It only takes one man to change the, your life. This gentleman came in, 
as soon as he came in, I interviewed him. I said, oh my gosh, he is perfect for her. So I set them up and this was actually her fifth date. Oh, wow. So it, it does require patience. And they have been dating for close to a year now. And what's exciting with them is the 28th of every month, they celebrate their, it's like a month anniversary, mm -hmm. and they do something special. They surprise each other. One, uh, it's the 28th, one particular month, he actually took her to New York on the train and took a carriage ride in Central Park. Oh, now, so how sweet. romantic is that? That's very romantic. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it doesn't, he's the consummate romantic. So there, um, with that particular couple, I talked to her about patience. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be patient and I'm always looking for the right match for you. And now she's deliriously happy. The third couple, and again, Lauren, I could go on and on. This couple <laughs> is very interesting as, um, and I, I really try to emphasize to people, attraction is physical, emotional, and intellectual. You really have to have all three. Mm -hmm. But as you get older, it's more important that you have shared interests and such. And this lady was, had several master's degrees and she wow. um, was a high-end realtor. She was married to a scientist who had uh, passed away. So he, oh, okay. I think he had a PhD. So she, she was married to someone very intelligent. And I talked to her about going out with this gentleman and guess what? He was blue collar. Oh, wow. <laughs> but they were both in their early sixties. They're both widowed. And I just got an email that uh, he sold his house and he is now going to be living with her. Oh, did he so, use her as a realtor <laughs> to sell Most his probably. Probably. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is he was a, a blue collar and he's very successful. He owned his own home. He had a great job, but he was blue collar. She was white collar. She was married to a white collar guy. And I say, you know what? As long as you have enough in common with each other, why not? Yeah. Why not? So they are my latest success story and I'm thrilled for them. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, it is. That it's must wonderful. be like a really rewarding part of the job. You know what? It makes my day because <laughs> I want other people to have love like I do. And uh, let's face it. You can go through life and have a beautiful house, a beautiful car, take vacations, friends, clothes, but it's really who you spend your life with. That person that sends a text during the day to say, I'm thinking of you, I love you, uh, someone to go through the good days or maybe uh, the not so good days and uh, just enjoy life. So to me, it's the most important thing in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so do you have any dating tips for any of our single listeners out there? Okay. Well, I do have a lot of dating tips. As I had said, I meld my uh, relationship coaching with matchmaking. But I have um, five specific dating tips I'm just going to review with you. And if sure. you're single, you should write these down because they're important. The first one is you deserve to love and be loved. You have to feel as though you deserve love. So many people may not feel that way. So you need to know that you deserve to love and be loved. And then, very important, you have to be ready and available for commitment. If you do meet somebody and they want to move forward with a relationship, you have to be ready. So it's a mindset. And I recommend that you really make sure of that. Then the third is honor your deepest needs. You know who you are. You know what you want. 
You know what you don't want. So if you know you need something in a relationship, make sure that you honor those needs. That's most important. And then number four is be true to yourself. I always say to my clients, to thine own self be true. Be who you are because the uh, your date's going to find out who you are anyway, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so be true to yourself. Certainly bring out the best side of you, but don't try to be somebody you're not. And then the fifth is true love requires risk. You have to be vulnerable. When you go out on that date, you have to show your uh, emotional side. You have to be vulnerable and know that true love does require risk. Sometimes love with a person may work. Sometimes it doesn't. The main thing is that you say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to begin again and move forward. And many of my singles have been hurt if they're divorced. And I work with them to know that they need to take the risk again. Because in the end, just like myself, I took the chance for love. And now it's over 20 years later and I am deliriously in love. Yeah. Imagine if you hadn't taken that risk. Exactly. Yeah. And so many people are just kind of paralyzed. They, they can't move forward or backwards. So I work specifically with people so that they can do that and, and take the risk to find love again. Very good advice. Um, so what about anyone listening who is already in a relationship? Do you have any advice for a successful marriage or long-term relationship? Yes, Lauren, I actually do. The, if you were to say to me, what is the number one thing that happily married people have to do? They must have open and honest communication. If you're thinking it, you have to tell your partner. Don't keep it in your mind and go, ah, oh, it's not that big. Maybe I just won't say anything. I don't want to make it a big deal. Because if you don't have open and honest uh, communication, it will erode a relationship. So that is my first and foremost advice is that you always communicate openly. I think that's very good advice as, as a married person myself. <laughs> I can agree with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that's pretty much all of my questions about matchmaking. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that we haven't touched on? Well, what I would say is that if you are looking for love and you haven't found it, you should definitely reach out to me uh, at Get Ready Today in Barrington and just take a chance to come out for a complimentary consultation. I'll get to know you, you'll get to know me, and we'll see if matchmaking fits your lifestyle. That's great. So my final question, um, since this is a library podcast, um, is what is your favorite romance novel? Oh, goodness gracious. Well, I don't really read a lot of romance novels because I live one. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I really do. I wake up every day. I'm happy. I live this amazing life. I was 47 years old when I met him. Um, and to me, what people that just sit and read a romance novel are kind of living vicariously through that novel. So I always encourage people, yes, reading romance novels is great, but why not live it? There you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Um, I hope that our listeners get some good advice and are put in the Valentine's Day spirit. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Lauren.
I hope you enjoyed learning about Deborah's work as a modern day matchmaker. Just in case you're not surrounded by romance like Deborah, Rhodey Radio gathered some romantic book and movie recommendations for you. Romance novels aren't really my thing, but I do love movies, especially old movies. My recommendation is The Awful Truth, a 1937 film starring Irene Dunn and Cary Grant as a couple who get divorced but can't quite let go. It's a romantic comedy with a great cast. If you're not familiar with actress Irene Dunn, you're missing out. An added bonus is the adorable wire fox terrier, Mr. Smith, who plays a central role in the film. Hi, I'm Kelly Metzger, a romance reader. I'm also a librarian, and I work at the Rhode Island Office of Library and Information Services. For this Valentine's episode, I have two romance books to recommend. The first title is Partners in Crime by Alicia Rye. At the beginning of the story, Mira and Naveen are brought together when Mira visits Naveen's law firm to settle her deceased aunt's affairs. However, these two aren't strangers. Three years ago, they were matched by Hima Aunty, a matchmaker in the South Asian community. Their awkward encounter is extended when the two of them are kidnapped. This heist story is full of adventure and suspense, all of which forces Mira and Naveen to acknowledge their chemistry, face their history, and expose themselves to each other in ways they didn't three years ago. I love how the action of the story propels the emotional development of the characters. This is a compelling second chance adventure romance with tons of mystery and interspersed with humor. Definitely check it out. My second recommendation is also a second chance romance, this time featuring one of my favorite tropes, fake dating. The title is Beauty and the Baller by Ilsa Madden Mills. This sports romance features Ronin, a former NFL player, and Nova, a former beauty queen who has returned to her small hometown in Texas following her mother's death to be guardian to her teenage sister. A few years ago, Ronan lost his fiancée in a car accident and then his career ended. Now he coaches high school football in Nova's hometown. However, the two have met before. They shared a disastrous one-night stand two years ago. What surprised me about this story was how nuanced the characters are. The story has a lot of heart, and the small-town setting brings humor and charm. Why are Nova and Ronan fake dating? Read the book to find out. Hi, my name is Emily Brown. I'm the Youth Services Coordinator at Cranston Public Library, and I would like to recommend The Bride Test by Helen Huang. And this book has everything I never knew I wanted in a romance novel, and also the thing I did know I wanted, which was Southeast Asian protagonists. Um, my husband was Southeast Asian. There will never be enough hot Asian guys in romance novels, even though there are many more now than there used to be. The guy in this one, Quan, is also interesting because he's on the autism spectrum and believes he can cannot love somebody because the way he experiences and expresses feelings is not typical. So his mom goes to Vietnam to find him a mail-order bride. And in a very Cinderella sort of moment, instead of choosing one of the women who auditions for this role, she asks the woman who's cleaning the bathroom at the hotel where she is to take on this responsibility. So our heroine is traveling to a America, intent on seducing Quan, 
She's hiding the fact that she has a daughter and lying about how much education she has. Sounds like a villain, but she's honestly the moral center of the story, a complete sweetheart, and somebody you're really rooting for the whole time. And I don't know how she does that. The author flipped all my expectations, turned things around, and um, made me just love this main character so much and be rooting for her. This book also has the most hilariously unsatisfying sex scene I've ever read in a romance novel. So uh, I can't recommend it enough. It's the middle in a trilogy, and I would read any of them, but The Bride Test is my favorite. Thanks. My name is Alyssa, and I'm the teen librarian for Cranston Public Library, and I would like to share a recommendation for Hunt the Stars by Jesse Mihalik. This is a sci-fi romance series um, called Starlight's Shadow, and it follows a group of friends, like a found family, who are bounty hunters, and they take different jobs for money, and um, this first one follows the sort of captain of her crew, Octavia, and she takes a um, job from a man named Torin, who is an alien, and... Octavia is a human, and um, they really are distrustful of each other. They're coming out of a war between the two, like the human race and the alien race, and um, they're very just skeptical of one another and very guarded with one another, and the story is sort of them um, figuring out a mystery and some, you know, espionage around the job that Torrin has for Octavia's crew, and then also falling in love, which is very sweet. Um the first two in the series are out. The second one is just as good. And I love the found family aspect. Um, and I just really love the really interesting sci-fi world that the author creates. Thank you for listening. For more information about Deborah's matchmaking services, visit her website at getreadytodate.com. Rhodey Radio is proud to be a resident partner of the Rhode Island Center for the Book and brought to you by library staff and community members all around the Ocean State. This episode was made possible in part by a grant from the Rhode Island Council for the Humanities, an independent affiliate of the National Endowment for the Humanities. The Rhode Island Council for the Humanities seeds, supports, and strengthens public history, cultural heritage, civic education, and community engagement by and for all Rhode Islanders. You can find more from Rhodey Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to Rhodey Radio and give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to help us reach more Rhode Islanders.